The Dead Pair Podcast is brought to you by the Elite Experience Elite Shotguns and is fueled by Fioki. Oh. Welcome to the Dead Pair Podcast, coming in hot with everything you want to hear about sporting clays. Guy Fieri. How are you, gentlemen? Thanks for having me. Anthony Matarese Jr., how you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty well. Welcome back, David Radulovic. That's a net positive. <laughs> Brad Kidd. Corey Cruz. Thank you for joining us this evening. Now I feel awkward. With your host, Jason Rambo. One more Red Bull for you. And Sean Alley. Woo, yeah! Christmas. Let's do it. Often imitated, but never duplicated. It's the Dead Pair Podcast. And now, it's showtime. Welcome back, Mr. Large and in Charge. Well, Jason, uh, I tell you what, man. Uh, how's life treating you? Oh, dude. Awesome. Just got done here with the the uh, Caribbean classic of Vera. Hey, wait, Sean, did you hear that part in the intro when she said often imitated but never duplicated? Oh, yeah. I always hear that. What, what's that thing you always say? Imitation's the best form of flattery? Always is. Always <laughs> is. But no, anyway, uh, getting on with it. Um, yeah, just wrapping up from the Vero Beach uh, Caribbean classic. Uh, you know, Sean, I, I was kind of scratching my head because you and I did the of course, we did the Dead Pair Blast setting targets down there. I'm like, how are they going to have all these events and all these people? And, you know, it just made me wonder. But, man, they sure packed one heck of a punch for such a small place. Yeah, you can tell they've done that before. And obviously, uh, you know, Brian and his crew do an amazing job of utilizing what I would consider a smaller space compared to a lot of clubs. But they really do an efficient job of planning everything out, getting you through the course, uh, really wasn't any backups to speak of. Um, you know, everything ran smoothly, in my opinion. I had a great time. Yeah, absolutely. But the, what really impressed me, too, was the targets. I mean, Rick Hemingway set one course. Uh, Mike Luongo set the other. Of course, you had Benny Wise in there helping out. I mean, it, you know, I think uh, I think Brian himself set some stuff. I mean, it was – targets were phenomenal. And, you know, I was talking to Wendell Cherry. And he's like, man, these are the best targets I've shot in a long time. And, yeah, they and were Chad good. Chad Roberts was there. He said the same thing, and, I mean, the guys loved it. Um, of course, Brandon Powell obviously didn't have any issues with it, shooting a 99 on Saturday <laughs> and 96 on Sunday. That is just incredible. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Complete talent there. That's uh, amazing. We've got some really cool interviews we've got to get to, Sean. But until then, before we can get started on the interviews, we've got a really big turning talk to get to. It's Turning Talk. <laughs> to you by score chaser all right guys this is a big one so sit tight first up illinois state at rock ridge sportsman's club august 1st through 4th then the diamond classic at greater houston is september 19th through the 22nd next up washington state at lant farms august 14th through the 18th then we've got montana state at blue creek sport shooting complex august 1st through the 4th then the Tennessee State at Cross Creek Clays, September 19th through the 22nd. Last but not least, Minnesota State at Hunts Point Gun Club, August 21st through the 25th. Also want to make a quick mention uh, for those interested, there is a youth clinic, uh, the second annual Indiana Shotgun Clinic. Uh, coaches there are going to be David Radulovich, Chad Roberts, and Ricky Marshall Jr. Uh, it's April 6th and the 7th at Indian Creek Shooting Center. All the info is up on Score Chaser. There's only 52 spots available. So if you want to get in on that, 
I would not wait. I would get in there and get registered as soon as you can. You know, Sean, I was there last year. I went to help Chad and David for that um, after the Ohio State shoot. And uh, it what an incredible opportunity for these young shooters. I mean, you know, you've got just absolutely phenomenal talent there. And now Ricky's joining the club uh, with coaching these these kids. Um, I mean, that's that's a fantastic opportunity. Anybody up in the Northeast that has a youth shooter, I would get all over that. Yeah, so. with David, Chad, and Ricky there, you're pretty much covering all the bases. Yep, for sure. Well, hey, listen, we caught up with the HOA man himself, uh, Mr. Brandon Powell. Uh, we caught up with the ladies HOA, Ms. Gianna Santo. We have got also Derek Mine and Abel Spires. Uh, we've, we're going to hear from Brian Palmer and Ashley Casperson. And, of course, John Roberts was there. Uh, so we're going to hear from all these people. Sean, let's get to it right now. All right. Sitting here with Derek Mine and Abel Spire. What's up, fellas? Not much. How are you guys? How are you guys enjoying the weather down here? Can't beat it. It's amazing. Yeah, better better than up north, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, what is it about this tournament? Don't Not just the weather. What, what, what else draws you here? Why do you guys like this place so much? For me, it started, it was a great place to bring the family. Um, you know, the, this shoot's nice because you space out your shooting times, you're really only shooting one event a day. So you've got time. You can go spend with your family and go do some things, go to the beach, go to the zoos, you know, that kind of stuff. This is uh, actually my first time to this tournament. Uh, I've been here before. Uh, one of my favorite clubs, I feel like it's uh, for the size of the acreage on the facility. I mean, it, it's uh, it's like a high-end golf course. I mean, it's uh, beautiful. They do an amazing job. Um I run I run a club back in Oklahoma, so to to see all the little details that they do here, it uh, makes me really appreciate it. So does it give you some ideas of stuff you can do around your club as well? Sometimes or um, a little feed off of that. I don't think we can get our grass this green <laughs> there. Yeah, right. So what did you guys end up shooting today? Uh, I shot at the East Course. Shot at the East Course. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that goes for two of us. We both shot at it. Okay, now uh, Mike Luongo set the targets, I and mean, what did you think about the targets overall? I thought it was a great course. I mean, the the stuff I missed was not stuff I should be missing, or most people aren't going to struggle with. Um, the hard targets, as you'd call them, are I felt like I did well on those today, but I, mentally I was not in a good place, and it showed making stupid mistakes here and there. Gotcha. Abel, what about you? Uh, I thought it was a great course. Um, there wasn't nothing over the top, but I think everything you just kind of had to be prepared and try not to be too careful on and, and see them well and shoot them. Well, you know, I mean, there's not a lot of room here, but they do a lot in the space that they have. So there is a lot of transitioning targets. And I mean, there's a few big big targets out on the East course, but I mean, a lot of tight window stuff, a lot of fast shot stuff. Um, I mean, is that something that you guys... Yeah, or just technical and uh, kind of the speed change. You know, a lot of targets that had angle and not much speed on them. So we're used to having a lot of speed where you guys see some gap on them. And here you're kind of almost having to start on the back of the bird to to keep from overleading them, you know. Yeah. Gotcha. Hold points and break points were a big part of the course. And if you, you missed one of your hold points or tried to break it in the wrong spot, uh, I did that a lot today. And it, it didn't work, you know, that you had to shoot them exactly where the target setter intended them to be broke. So talk about that for a minute, Abel. Let's go back to you. Um, you said you run a club in Oklahoma. Yes, sir. Uh, how big is that? 
Um, so it's Snake Creek Shooting Sports. Uh, we sit on about 150 acres. Um, we've got three courses, uh, pistol and rifle. Okay. So when you come here, obviously everything's way tighter, right? Um, and you can tell, I'm sure you set targets at your course so you understand that they're up against a challenge here with yeah. some of these, but I think they did a pretty good job overall as far as Yeah, variety. I mean, if you if you pay much attention as the target setter side, you know, you can see that the windows are very tight. Not only are the windows tight from shot fall or trying, but keeping the targets out of the next station, you know, so they can't have these long flight paths on these targets making them do something because you're going to see it in the next station. So I think they did, I mean, I thought the targets were amazing for, you know, what they had to work with. Yeah. For sure. Well, what do you guys think? I mean, uh, obviously, it's the first day of the main, and I shot the east uh, side as well as you guys did, uh, and then Brandon rips off a 99. I mean, what do you think about that? Well, unfortunately, we got to watch it. He was on oh, our squad. okay. <laughs> All right. I mean, uh, that, that's an incredible score, right? It, it is. And, you know, he, he took advantage of everything that you're supposed to break, and then he had one of those days that he was on on the hard stuff. And when you do that, you shoot a score that seems unreachable. So um, off topic a little bit, Derek, where are you at with the Olympics and qualifiers and all that? Tell us, tell us what's going on with you. Um, I'm getting ready. Uh, our second half of the Olympic trials is in March in okay. Tucson. Um, and after that, I'll know whether or not I'm on the Olympic team. Um, at, at the moment, I've got a small lead. Um, so I, I've set myself up. Well, it's just a matter of taking advantage of that and getting the job done. Yeah. Uh, Abel, what do you do anything outside of sporting clays? Like what Derek does? You ever dabble a little bit into any of that? Or? Uh, I shot a lot of bunker when I was in high school age. So probably 10, 12 years ago, uh, it's actually Derek was kind of making a run at it the first time back in those days. And, uh, so we shot together some out at Colorado Springs, but I've shot it enough to, you know, really, you know, know how hard it is to get to where he's gotten. You know, it's not, you know, it's not a game easily mastered. You know, a lot of people think a trap and it being, you know, trap and easy to do. But I've seen him compete on that scale. And it's, uh, he's done something that not only has really no other sporting clay shooters done, but really people that are, you know, solo into that game haven't done, in my opinion. Yeah, Sean and I, <laughs> we attempted bunker a couple of times, and it's very humbling. Attempted, attempted. Uh, you know, there's the, the the there is no such thing as sustain lead or <laughs> with bunker. No, no but, it's grip it and rip it and yeah. pray. That's about all I, I can do out so, there. <laughs> but no, I commend anybody that does it, and you know, especially at the level Derek has. I mean, yep. it's just incredible. So, um, any last shout out, Abel? I know you said you've got your course. Anything you want to throw out real quick? Uh, if you're ever passing through the Tulsa area, come see me there. We're about 20 minutes south of Tulsa off Highway 75, Snake Creek Shooting Sports, and uh, ask for me, and I'd be happy to show you around. Cool. Uh, uh, you know, for me, I uh, I took on a new sponsor this year. Um, I'm now working with Ranger. Nice. Very for, nice. For classes. So awesome. I'm excited uh, excited to work with them, and, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're working on some new and exciting stuff going to be coming out later this year and into next year so very cool looking cool. forward to all that now we got more reason to call in heck yeah <laughs> uh you guys shooting anything else down here during the florida swing uh just the jack links okay cool well awesome to talk to you guys and catch up great seeing you great meeting awesome. you Abel. great meeting you guys and we wish yep. you guys yeah. the best of luck for the rest of the weekend right, thank you, you. The 
All right, we got quite the round table here. First of all, ladies first. Sorry, y'all. Miss Ashley, the woman that helps Brian Palmer's wife keep this whole place under wraps. Uh, and of course, Brian Palmer and Mr. John Roberts. John, you're new to us. Tell us what you do. Yes, sir. Uh, my name is John Roberts. I'm from Markham Park, just west of Fort Lauderdale. We have a sporting clays, a skeet trap, and rifle pistol range down there. And I had the pleasure of meeting Mr. Brian Palmer uh, when he was previously in the sporting clay circuit at a, a tournament when I went to go check him out. And he came down to shoot some of my targets. And when I saw you guys advertising for the Dead Pair podcast, I was here shooting and he invited me to work here at the, the Caribbean. Oh, nice. Very nice. Um, Ashley Casper, I know, Brian, I'm dodging you like a bullet. Uh, Ashley Casperson, you just had a baby. Congratulations. And you Thank were you. like, I've got to get back there to keep these men under wraps. This shoot is obviously the, the biggest shoot of the year for Vero Beach. Talk about the behind the scenes what the staff has to go through to get ready for this. It takes pretty much the whole year. Um, as soon as it ends, it, it starts again. We t um, have to get everything ready from ordering all the trophies, the bags, making sure registration is set, hiring obviously the beautiful ladies that um, do all the registration, and just making everything run smoothly and help the guys do whatever they need. Yeah. Um, I, I know. You're chomping at the bit, Sean. Just give me a second I, I'm here. biding my time <laughs> patiently. I'm so... Uh, rolling in from that question, Brian, um, you've had to gear up on the outside staff as well. And this year you brought in, so not only did Benny Wise set targets, you set targets, Rick Hemingway set targets, Mike Luongo set targets. Am I missing somebody? Uh, Derek Mine set the uh, federal challenge that you haven't shot yet. Yep. Uh, yeah, we like to think that we probably assembled, in our opinion, the greatest uh, – staff ever to run a sporting clay tournament and i will put my money where my mouth is if you can show me somebody <laughs> with more experience than rick hemingway and his crew and mike luongo and all the people that come with that uh john over here has been um down at markham for what'd you say 17 years we have uh, we did it up the other day there's 230 240 years of experience out here uh so the crew and then inside it goes without saying uh we have the best trappers in florida uh that that goes without saying uh we may be fortunate to have a lot of retirees down here that love the sport, but no, I would, uh, I would be more than willing to bet, uh, Eminem's got it going on up there, but I, I would say that down here in the South, this is probably the best team ever assembled. That's very cool. All right. Let's talk a bit about numbers. I mean, you guys had an impressive turnout. Do you guys know offhand what the total numbers of shooters was? Uh, 606 shooters, 450 ish in the main and roughly 2,350 event spots total, uh, between all the events. Uh, which is up a little bit over last year. We got rained out on Monday uh, quite a bit. You know, some people came out and braved it, but uh, we only threw maybe 120 out of, a, of roughly 150 on each of the sub-gages. Uh, in FETAS, we lost 30 or 40 participants, which is usually a really full event. But we're really happy with the turnout. Um, what's really cool, uh, and, and I'm going to harp on this team that we put together because we're really proud of it. Um, we've always known our limitations here, and it's really been important for us to have a shoot uh, that runs smoothly and really has a great 
flow to it. Uh, so we've really been conservative with the amount of entries and what we've done. Uh, we're blowing it up next year. Uh, we feel like, you know, our same little car just got a big V8 put in it with Rick and his crew. Uh, so we're going to sell out everything we can do. Uh, we're going to be looking at doing roughly 3,300 event spots next year. Uh, same events. We're just going to add some rotations. What people don't see behind the scenes is the filling between rotations, running the water truck, uh, filling up the water coolers. You know, John jumped in today and was filling water coolers and he's supposed to be filling traps, but he was so far ahead of schedule because we had such a good team that he jumped in elsewhere. And that's, uh, that's what we can do with this team. And we're really excited to bring the same team back next year and really just blow the, blow it out of the water with the, the amount of stuff we're willing to do. Well, and Brian, we were talking earlier, uh, this year's the first year you had the clubhouse. And I know that you said in prior years, you always had to go off site to do the dinner. And yes, we had sir. a wonderful dinner here tonight. The food was excellent. Marsh Landing, they did a great job. Yeah, and and I'm telling you what, there was what maybe three, four hundred people here tonight for dinner. Uh, I just I just was in the back talking with Marsh Landing. Uh, they did about 385 plates. Wow, wow, and the food was fantastic. Everybody was here, hung out. We gave away the dead pair uh, giveaway, the golf cart for kids and clays, and uh, Wayne Donald, Choice. What a guy! That's awesome. Yeah, good, good, good luck to a better guy. Congratulations for Wayne. That was a heck of a thing that he was actually here to win that cart. Yeah, for sure. I think he was in shock for a little bit. He didn't know what happened. <laughs> no, that's really cool. I appreciate you guys doing that and letting us be a part of that. Well, no, thank you for having yeah, us here and letting no, us do exactly. it here. No, it's uh, it's great what you guys do for the sport and we're, anything we can do to help. But uh, let's ask Ashley some awkward questions because she always blushes. It'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> that's right. Nobody can see you blush on radio, so it's fine. Um, Ash, talk about, I mean... This is, I, I can't wrap my head around this, right? Because, I mean, yeah, I've got a little girl, and I know what wife and I went through when she was born, and then I walk in the door on Wednesday, and here you are holding a baby and working at registration. I mean, that's got to be a lot to juggle. Honestly, I got lucky with the child. He is great. He likes people so and noise, so he just kind of hung out, and we made it work. Nice. Wow. I mean... Yeah, I still can't wrap my head around that either. How do you keep it all straight, Ashley? With a great schedule. <laughs> <laughs> and most of the time, you just gamble it and just go for it. Okay. All right. Well, sometimes it works that way. I really want to thank a lot of the people that uh, that made this happen. Uh, first and foremost is all the shooters, customers, uh, friends of the company, everybody that was here to make that happen. Uh, we appreciate everyone coming. This doesn't happen without the, the Gerber family, Cassie and Murray, supporting us all the way. The team here at Vero Beach Clay Shooting Sports and Elite Shotguns, uh, Kohler, Zoli, Cesar Garini, Natalie's Juice, Calvin Reams and the Farm Bureau, Federal, Meeks Plumbing, White Flyer, Rosini, uh, the great people at Backwoods Quail Club and all the support uh, they offer everybody in the sport, Rocky Creek, uh, the Luongo family, of course, Mike and Sarah uh, did a great job helping us out, Marsh Landing for going on with the food, uh, Derek Mine helping us out with the Federal Challenge targets, he did a great job. Uh, our neighbor, Tom Hammond, of course, he helped everybody out with all the parking for all the trailers and such. So big thanks to Tom. Uh, golf carts of Vero Beach doing a lot for us here. Uh, PMS, Mike and Granny, it was great to see them. Bill and Louise Terry are epic in putting the shoot on. Uh, they help us with the trophies and everything like that year in and year out. Absolutely fantastic people. Becky Rogers helping with registration. Of course, these gentlemen with the Dead Pair podcast, we, uh, we can't get the word out without them. Uh, kids and Clays and Sawgrass Armory. And the biggest one, of course, is my wife, Carrie. Uh, we put a lot into putting these shoots on, and uh, she helps out at home. And then with Ashley going down pregnant this year, which, of course, is great. We're glad to have Parker with us. 
But uh, Carrie picked up a lot of the slack, and I can't thank her enough. So thank you for everybody that came. Thank you for everybody that's going to come next year. And a big thanks to the Dead Pair guys for getting this message out. Thanks. Well, we know Mr. Murray Gerber had to leave. We wanted to have him on here, but obviously he's a busy guy. I got to think he's got to be overly pleased with how everything's been going so far. Yeah, he uh, he's very pleased, obviously. Uh, Murray's a very, very happy guy. Uh, we've... Uh, We've done a lot of big things here. We've done a lot of big things with Elite, uh, with his support, obviously, and his his guidance to help us with a lot of this stuff. He, he uh, unbelievably supportive. Anything we need, we have. Um, and I uh, I couldn't thank him enough. You know, we can't do uh, what we do without a lot of people. Obviously, one of one of the biggest ones is as well as our guests. You know, it it, it takes a, it takes a driving force, and he is indeed that. Yeah. Um, John. Being new to the scene here, I'm sure you probably saw the challenges with setting targets here. I mean, it, 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 this is a challenging place to set good targets. I heard from everybody today. They understand that when they're shooting, but they were very impressed with the targets. What were some of the stuff, you know, behind the scenes setting all that up that you guys faced going into it? I mean, it's there's uh, weather conditions. You have winds that kicked up, you know, varying from our Monday's and then it's dying back down, uh, the angle of the sun, the you know just the general uh, shot fall, and other shooters being mindful that each individual station isn't being distracted by targets from another station, which can change from day to day. So those guys are out there at the crack of dawn checking every over again, just keeping it perfect. And and the level of communication that goes on between you know the the big names that we know, the Luangos and the Hemingways. Um, Ethan, Evan, and the other guys, Cody, uh, spinning wrenches out there, actually making these things 100% reliable, making sure every battery is top, making sure every where it needs to be. So is this like an overall collaboration, or did like everybody kind of focus on the events that they were setting? It's a well-oiled machine. Everybody has a specific section to be at, but every one of us is covering the other's back. If, as soon as I turned around, there was another guy doing something, and if they needed help, I was there for them. Plays had so many weeks of great preparation um, from Cody and, and the guys here. It just works. Yeah, you, yeah. You know, what Brian likes to say is, I like seeing you sit around. That means everything's working the way it should be. People are shooting, and we don't have to hustle. There, there was one minor crisis. Cody and uh, Evan and, and Ethan, those guys. About five minutes and the station yeah. was back up and running. Yeah, actually, that happened right in front of us and yeah. our squad. And I was, I mean, it looked like a NASCAR pit crew out there. I mean, they were on it. They <laughs> that's had exactly it fixed, right. That's, and they that's were the culmination out, you know? of 20 years of experience. These guys yeah. know exactly what they're looking for. And I mean, they can diagnose things on the floor. Absolutely. Um, real quick, Ashley, we were talking earlier, we're putting the details together for the Dead Pair Blast. Are we allowed to at least say the date? Ashley can leak whatever she wants. She's the boss around here. I just keep her happy. <laughs> do, do you want to? Do you want to leak the date? So it's going to be the first week in December, third through the eighth. The third. Th oh, there you go. All right, and we'll we'll probably have that up on Score Chaser here within the next couple weeks or so. So two hundred bird main event. Two hundred bird. Ooh, he's dropping more, Sean. Yeah, we're getting more drops. Bigger and better. Hundred dollars back to class. Oh wow. Oh my. Wow. Fifty dollars back in some of the side events. We're talking. Yep. 
cash. That'll bring. We're going to convince Mr. Roberts to come back up and help us out with that one as well. Absolutely. Have you guys seen his videos that he does? Yes. Oh yeah. I want to brag on him. Everybody that has a Facebook page has seen his videos. Now, mind you, you would think that there's somebody out here doing videography as good as the videos are. He is doing that while keeping happy as much as he's running around and doing. Uh, I will touch a little bit on how we had it laid out. Uh, when you have a Rick Hemingway and a Michael Longo, you just set them up in two teams, an East team and a West team, and I stay out of their way. Uh, they each had a team, but it was kind of cool. It was like, you know, this is the first year I've kind of got to watch it from like 50,000 feet and as many targets and stuff. Um, because of all the stuff we've added, I needed to be more places, uh, different places. There goes your golf cart. I, I, I heard it. Yeah. choice. There you go. <laughs> Sounds healthy. But uh, what was really cool to watch is if, if you guys are baseball fans, it was like watching backup, like a ball hit to the outfield. As soon as, as, soon as the play shifted one way, the whole team kind of moved. We haven't had a single trap get below half full. Uh, these guys are on it. Um, it's just incredible to watch. Um, and And – Again, I hope we can get time because it's uh, makes my life easy. I well, like easy. You know, and that's the thing is, and I hope everybody listening understands this. I mean, we've talked about it before. What went into the Dead Pro Blast, and that was for two hundred plus shooters. Four fifty this year. And oh, oh, he's he's already given us a quota, Sean. Wow. Okay. He's already given. Us, uh, he's setting it high. But I mean, we're talking over three times the shooters at this event, and so. I know what it took to set a small event, you know, with a main event, a prelim, and yeah, we had some 50 bird side events. This place is, I mean, think about it. You got 200 bird main. Let me go through this. 200 bird main. 200 bird prelims. Two 100 bird prelims. Sorry. 100 bird fee task. 12, 20, 28, 410 gauge. Super sporting. What am I missing? We have the Monday shoot. We, have, we still have a shoot on Monday. 100 shoot bird. On, like, that's right. See you yep. later shoot. Um, long bird. We had a long bird. Uh, we paid out uh, almost $4,500 to the IRS. So if you're not listening, Derek Mine, winner, <laughs> winner, did great, did great. Um, but no, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, we have our limitations with what we can do. So we do have to stretch it over a longer format. But what we really like is it makes for a really relaxed event. Uh, you can't cram a lot of stuff into a day. It's just not available. Right. Uh, so it's a lot of people sitting around this gorgeous clubhouse, uh, talking, telling stories, uh, hopefully buying a few guns off the wall. But uh, <laughs> we really we really enjoy having everybody here. It's a long event. It's a grind. Um, most big shoots are four or five days. We go for eight. Yeah. Ashley wants to do 10 because she, she drives us hard. Um, speaking of which, you were talking about buying some bang bangs. When you when we got we're down here for the Dead Pair Blast, that was the grand reveal of the clubhouse. But since then, you've got the pro shop up and running. Oh man, you want to talk about grown man Candyland? I mean, it is phenomenal. Um, it's just a shotgun adoption agency. <laughs> we do the best we can to pair up nice new owners with uh, lonesome guns looking for good homes. Yeah, uh, they're really cute. They're pretty. They they don't eat much. Uh, husbands, if you're listening. Uh, it's real easy. All guns come with earrings. Helps you get them in the house. Uh, we don't have any earrings, but you can pick them up on the way home. Right. Uh, uh, Miss Ashley will help you out with that transaction. Uh, and, you know, John over here will probably video you doing it. So yeah. whatever you want to do instead. A lot of eye candy in there, yeah. Well, let me change gears real quick. All right. So right now, uh, we shot the first day. This is Saturday. Brandon Powell's uh, leading it with a 99. Todd Sick. Hitch with a 97. Brad Kidd right behind him with a 96. And Jasper Copeland with a 94. Any calls, predictions on who's going to win this thing? 
You can't go against the national champ. Sorry, boys. All right, so you think it's going to be Brandon? Ashley, any difference for you? I don't know. It's a tough one, but he's probably, I better say, probably going to go with Brandon. John? Uh, I-, I was watching Todd. He's looking real smooth. Okay, so we got Ooh. two votes for Brad. One vote for Todd. So we'll see how it all shakes out tomorrow. Yeah, yeah it'll be exciting. It'll be exciting coming down, and uh, hopefully they all enjoy themselves. Well, I guess, uh, you know, long story short, you know, this has been a great event. It's been running smoothly. Everybody's happy. Couldn't be better weather. I mean, honestly, it's just been gorgeous here. So, uh, obviously, bigger, better next year? Yeah, yeah, bigger, better next year. Um, I think we've set the bar pretty high. Yeah, you have. Um, I don't uh, – I'd like to think that everybody does shoots as, as good as they can. But I think we've, we've done pretty well. Uh, kudos to the team. I'm just – I'm the guy that makes phone calls and pays people money to come help us out. Um, but, we all have our part. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But, no, it's, uh, it's been really good. Uh, we could, there goes our golf cart again. Wayne Choice, all over and out. Um, but, no, uh, bigger and better next year. Um, always forward. Uh, you'll never see us go backwards. Uh, whatever we can do to uh, continue to support the sport, both you know, here and on the elite side. You know, we have uh, a lot of big shoots that we intend to, uh, intend to go to. We have uh, our mobile showrooms going on the road. We're excited. Uh, RC, not winding down. We're pretty much year-round, but our big stuff, uh, we're getting to where we can kind of get out and travel. Uh, we'll be up at Backwoods for the Gator Cup. That's going to be a good one. Uh, Florida State shoot coming up. Uh, that'll be a good one for us. We made the world. Oh, of course. Okay. No yeah. Doubt. Yeah. And thank you guys too for, for talking to Brian and everyone behind the scenes. I think, you know, that, that's our, what our we goal do. is to, to get, throw on a good show. Um, but you know, the, the guys really do put in the miles out there to make it, you know, seamless for, for all the customers. All right, guys. Well, it's been fantastic sitting down with you and absolutely having a great time. Can't wait for tomorrow and get this whole thing under wraps. Thank you guys. <laughs> See ya. The dead pair. All right, we're with the ladies 2024 Caribbean Classic champion, Miss Gianna Santo. What do you think, girl? I'm really excited. Are you? Okay, so first of all, tell us what you shot. I shot a 175. 175, and how much did you best second place in the ladies? Do you know? I think four. I think four? Grace shot a 171. Grace was right behind you? Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, let's back up here a minute. You won the prelim. I did. The HOA for the prelim, right? No, I, won- no? I got runner-up behind Dylan Thompson. Okay, yep. but you were in a shoot-off with Brandon Powell. I was. And somehow or another, you managed to win that. I Talk did. about that. Uh, that was probably one of the, probably the best day of my life, honestly. <laughs> um, yeah, I, was, I, I wasn't nervous. I don't know. I've been really working on my mental game, and I went into it with full confidence and um, he shot a five out of eight, and instead of looking at that in a bad way, I looked at it as, okay, he gave me a good window, and I went in there, and I went lost dead, dead pair, dead pair, dead pair, and I shot a seven out of eight. And Nice. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> credit, credit to Don Grant. Did you hear that, Sean? She said her mental game. Yeah, we, we say it all the time. Don will get your noodle fixed. So, yeah, we, we came up to you. I think we were trying to get there to see it, and then we came up to you, and you had kind of like this glow about you. Like, yeah. you were like on cloud nine. I mean, has it really sunk in at this point that you beat the current national champion? Um, I don't I don't think it really has, <laughs> but I still am on cloud nine with that. So. Well, that's good for you. Good yeah. for you. Well, Jonna, what is it about this event? Uh, of course, you know, I don't want to ask the, the same Blanton questions, you know, how are the targets and all that other stuff. We know there was great target setters here, so you know there's good targets. But what is it about this event um, that you love so much and, and this club? 
Um, well, I've been coming here for eight years now, and I love the people, and I love the environment, and being able to see how it's grown. I remember I came here when I was 13, and it was just a little Connex box, and there was probably, I think, 150 shooters, and the way that it's grown, and just the people, everyone's so awesome here. Well, a lot of times up up in Ohio, up in the northeast of, you know, the frozen tundra, we'll talk about like mid-season targets and, you know, starting season targets. And up there, they kind of warm us up, you know, maybe not so tough to get going. Here, you're just jumping right into the flames. Um, yeah. Is this really the start of your year is these Florida swing shoots? Yeah. Yeah, this was my – I shot the prelim at the RC Cup, but that was it. So this was my first first weekend out of the year. Now, next up, you're heading to the Jack Links, right? Yep, I'll be there. All right. Do you have a goal for for that tournament? Um, or the, you don't I, have to share it, but it'd be nice to hear it. Um, just to shoot my absolute best, and I know what that is now. So I'm gonna my my goal is to go into it with full confidence, knowing what I'm capable of, and just having a great time with all my friends. Well, you know, I was talking to your dad. It's funny you said confidence. I was talking to your dad in the parking lot, and you know, he said you had a bad start today. Uh, but then you're like, you know what? I got to get my confidence back, and you just started racking stuff. Mm -hmm. So is that credit to Don of, of being able to bring yourself back present and not worry about the misses and start going back in to know what you know how to do? A hundred percent. Gotcha. Well, absolute pleasure to talk to you as always, and we wish you the very best of luck at Jack Lanks, and hopefully we'll see you on the podium there. Yes, of course. Thank you very much. Oh, and by the way, congratulations on your new sponsor, Kids and Clays. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's so awesome. I'm excited. Well, now see, you should have been there at the dead, you know, for the give at the dinner to give away the dead pair of golf cart. But we'll let that slide just this one time. So, well, congratulations, Jonna, and uh, look forward to seeing you next weekend. Thank you. Look forward to seeing you too. The dead pair. All right, sitting here with Brandon Powell, the 2024 Caribbean Classic champion. Um, Brandon, start with this. Uh, you put up monster scores all weekend uh, 99 on saturday and 96 on sunday for a 195 and th there's one thing i want to jump to real quick i noticed you're real analytical of other shooters you know whether you're trying to learn something or whatnot and i know you made the comment you know you watched used to watch george digweed when you were 14 years old right and you had some good shooters on your squad i mean i think you had Derek and abel on your squad were you what what is your opinion? Were you just able to minimize the mistakes, or was it a certain method or something? What what do you think was your ability to best everybody this weekend? I just think that when you shoot with guys that are, you got to shoot with people that are as good as you. Um, you know, Derek's won a lot of stuff. Derek uh, Abel, you know, he's a hell of a shot himself. I think that when you put yourself in a squad or you surround yourself with people that are good like that, it pushes you. In my, my instance, it seems like it pushes me to make less mistakes. Right. Um, now, I know you shot the RC Cup. Is that correct? Correct. So, is is this kind of like this Florida Swing, is this your kickoff for the year to get the year started? It will be. You know, everybody's kind of coming out of hibernation. Hadn't been a whole lot of shooting going on. So, we come down here. You know, some people choose to shoot all of them. Some people just show up, shoot Jack Links. But um, we're down here for the month. We're going to shoot. We shot RC, Caribbean. Jack Links, and I think we're going to do the Florida Challenge while we're here, going up to the Seminole. Okay. Um, another thing, too, I want to touch on is, you know, you and I kind of talked briefly about this. You do a lot of shooting in an event. As soon as you're done with competition, you're straight over to make a break, or this weekend at uh, Caribbean you had the Longbird, and, man, you're just over there just hammering. Is it just 
the joy of shooting your shotgun or just any kind of competition, even if it is a side game you just really enjoy? I think a lot of it's just pulling the trigger. I really enjoy it. I love the game. Um, you know, I, I fell in love with it when I was a kid, first time I did it. So a lot of passion there. What did you think overall of uh, Vero Beach? You know, the new clubhouse, the targets they brought in. Uh, of course, Mike Luongo set Saturday's course for you, and then um, the um, the Sunday course was set by Rick Hemingway. Um, and I say for you because that was the rotations you were on. Um, but what do you think overall? I mean, obviously it's limited space, but overall, what about the targets in the venue? I mean, Palmer's got a got a beautiful club there. You, you know, one of the probably one of the nicest clubhouses in the country. Um, you know, as far as how much space they have, they're very limited, very short alleys to throw targets so they don't go into other fields. Um, I don't think you could you could ask for anybody better than Mike Luongo, Rick Hemingway to set the targets. I mean, my opinion, Mike Luongo is probably one of the best in the game at setting targets. Rick doesn't set as much as he used to. Rick's Rick's great though. He, you know, two top notch guys to set the targets. I think that they did a really good job with no more space than they had there with what they did and they created. I think it was awesome. Yeah, and, you know, you're not the only one to type this game. Even off the mic, people are just praising what they did there as far as targets. I thought they were excellent. Um, I really did. Um, talk about the mental side of it. I mean, coming into this, you're fresh off the national championship last fall, and then, you know, here it is. We're starting the season. You're already starting to win again. Is it just kind of like keeping that confidence rolling, or is it just – Hey, look, I'm going to go out and do the best I can, let the chips fall where they may. That's, you know, and that's kind of the approach that I like to take. You know, you can't be the best at anything, you know, like Tiger Woods, Michael Jordan. You can't, those guys can't win every single day right. when they're out playing. It's part of being an athlete. You can, I do, I do think that you can be more consistent than the rest. And that's what I try to do is I just try to go, I try to shoot, have a good time and stay consistent. If you're consistently at the top, you know, from tournament to tournament, day in and day out, you're going to win. You're going to win a lot. Well, moving on to uh, now the Jack Lanks, probably the largest purse you're going to see all year in this country. Um, it, does that add pressure for you or, nah, it's just a clay target and I'm going to do my job? Not really. Everything's the same. You can't let that kind of stuff get in the way because when you add the amount of pressure that there is already on the level that a lot of us top guys compete at, I think that that's one of the worst things you can do is think about, well, I got a chance to actually make some good money this weekend. Nothing changes. You're just at a different club, just bigger payout. Um, one other thing I wanted to ask you too, Brandon, I know I, I promised you only a few minutes here, so I won't keep you too long. Um, you know, being around you in the last week, your phone's blowing up constantly. People want lessons. Um, are you booked out for quite a ways because of the competitions that are coming up, or do you have some spots open coming up? I've got availability. I'm just trying to to fit all that in in between all of my shooting. You know, I'm not ready to give up the competing part of the game yet to teach full-time, even though I consider myself a full-time instructor because this is what I do for a living. I still want to be able to compete, and I feel like that, you know, when you're competing and you're winning, you're kind of proving yourself – on and off the field, so that in return is going to bring more lessons at the end of the day. Gotcha. Well, I know we we were trying to catch up after nationals and schedules just mix match and everything, um, so we didn't get to sit down with you. Maybe we'll get you here in the near future, but um, until then, anything you want to get out there while we can? I mean, you want to throw any kind of contact information out for coaching or anything like that? Yeah, you can you can reach me on my cell, which is four two three three two six. 
615-436-6959, or you can contact me through my email at proshooter86 at gmail.com. Awesome. Well, Brandon, thank you. Appreciate it very much. Spend a few minutes with us. And uh, any any last words of advice? I mean, we got a lot of new shooters that listen to this program as well as competitive shooters. If you had to throw one tip out there, what would you give everybody? I think everybody needs to try to be not so serious. I think that, you know, you, you take the fun part. It's supposed to be shooting a shotgun every day outdoors, you know, is it's supposed to be a fun sport. And I think people lose that and they lose sight of that. And they try too hard. And when you try to make something happen, it, it's hard to make it happen. You kind of just, it, it'll all fall into place. You just got to go out, have a good time. And the numbers, you'll shoot the numbers. They'll fall into place. Every time you pull the trigger, you're learning. Every time I'm out shooting make a break or long bird, you know, I'm standing there because I love to do it, but it's fun and I'm learning as I go. I feel like it works. That applies for everybody in the game. Awesome. Brandon, thank you again. Appreciate it. And uh, like I said, maybe we'll catch up here in the near future for a sit down. Yes, sir. Thank you. I enjoyed it. The Dead All right. We've got Anthony Matarese, and Anthony's going to answer a couple quick questions from our listeners. Anthony, how are you doing tonight? Doing well. Thank you. Cool. I know you've been here and done that, so uh, this is no surprise to you. I'm going to get right into it. Uh, Bill writes, uh, shooters like Anthony, David, Zach, and Corey all came up from youth shooting 20-plus years ago and now are at the pinnacle of the sport. I often feel like I hear those guys saying they don't practice as much through the whole year and just tend to focus on the week or so leading up to a big shoot. Meanwhile, other shooters such as Wendell Cherry and myself started shooting the sport much later in life, and as such, it seems like we tend to practice year-round or more regularly to keep consistent. Um, And if this is so, do you feel that learning to shoot at a young age, uh, as in earlier in life, helps get you programmed due to the attributes of a young person's brain easier versus a shooter that came along later in life and learns to shoot with an older adult brain? Uh, Yeah, good question. I mean, I think I think there's a couple parts to the question. I think number one is um, repetition and learning, whether you're older or younger, is you know definitely a key to developing your subconscious and then developing, therefore, your ability to perform consistently uh, under pressure. Um, so whether you're 12 years old or 15 years old or 40 years old or 55 years old and you're and you're in your phase of really learning the game, good practice, good fundamentals, and then repetition with good practice and good fundamentals to execute that technique over and over is definitely going to be something that's required regardless. Um, Back to the question about age. I think it's fairly well documented that if you were to look up any sport or musical instrument or learning a language, that your brain learns easier at a young age, right? You know, so our sport is primarily uh, played by people that are actually older in life, you know, somewhere from 40 plus, if we start looking at our people that are shooting competitively. And that's because you need time and resources to be able to do it, right? So think that anyone can learn. I think that it is harder as you're older. Um, but I don't think that's unique to shooting, right? So if we were, you know, if I wanted to learn to play the piano and my daughter does play the piano and her and I went to lessons every day and she's nine and I'm 39, I I tend to believe she's going to actually advance quicker than I am. Um, 
Maybe not. Okay. But I think most things are learned easier at a younger age. And I'm not really sure of any things that, that where that doesn't hold true. So to answer the question, yes, probably, you know, probably need more repetition, probably need more frequency. Um, do I, you know, can you shoot too much? Can you shoot too frequent? Can you, you know, if you don't take a break, can that be problematic? Yeah, because you have to stay. I think there's two things that you have to do when you take a break. Number one is you need to stay motivated. So a break helps you be, stay motivated when you come back. And then also a break gives your mind a, a chance to shut your conscious mind off if you're working on things and kind of forget about some of the things that were you were so conscious about, you know. So sometimes when you come back, you're instantly shooting pretty well because you're you're conscious mind has calmed down because you weren't in an active practice process where you're where you're actively working on something. So I think to answer the question, yes, it probably is more difficult. Yes, you probably do need more frequency, but I don't think that's unique to sporting class. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's very fair. All right. And along the same lines, uh, this, this kind of falls in that same realm. Uh, we got another question here. Do you think there's a point in a shooter's career either due to age or the number of total targets they've shot where he or she would feel comfortable enough to hang the gun up for longer stretches with the confidence and knowing that that won't hurt their performance. And as such just needs a small tune up, say shortly before a big event. Uh, yeah, I mean, kind of the same question in, in, in one regard as the, as the last one, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, in some regard, what's the number, what's the amount, um, you know, it's probably pretty significant, right? You know, and I think anyone can take a one month break. I don't care if you're been shooting for a year or two and that's it. And that's, you know, you've shot, you know, 20,000 targets and you take a one month break. I don't think that kills anyone. Okay. Okay. I think when you start going like what I just done, you know, and I have done some hunting through the winter time, but that's only probably shot, you know, 10 boxes, a case of shells or something in the winter time um hunting and then i've shot another person's gun during a lesson for another box or two maybe in the last since the nationals so you know i've taken a break from all of november december essentially three full months you know uh november december january um you know you probably need to be you know hundred thousand practice targets in before i think a three-month break is advisable you know is advisable you know so hundred thousand, you know, if I had to give you a number, because that's kind of what they asked for, but you know, I just picked that number out of my head. I don't, I don't know if the number is really 75 or, or 200. <laughs> well, well, Jason, we got a ways to go, buddy. <laughs> I mean, I, I think you got to shoot, have to have a hundred thousand shots under your belt, whether it's, you know, practice or combination of practice before you start taking a three month break. Um, you know, and if you shot 10,000 rounds a year, you know, of practice and competition, then you need 10 years, you know, before I think that happens. If you shot 20,000 rounds a year, you need 5,000. If you shot 5,000 rounds a year, you need 20 years. Gotcha. Perfect. Thank you, Anthony. Well, Sean, this is your first Caribbean Cup. What do you think? I really enjoyed myself. I truly like shooting down there. It's such a nice course. The scenery is gorgeous. Um, They do. I mean, the, the course is immaculate. That's the one thing that stands out to me. I mean, it is so clean. 
so groomed. You'd think you're on some kind of like high-end PGA golf course. It's that nice of a place. Yeah. Um, and you know, of course the new clubhouse doesn't hurt anything. Right. So, uh, that was, man, that is, that is sweet. That was awesome to (laughs) see how many people actually stuck around for the dinner. I mean, it was really cool. And by the way, everyone, uh, just, you know, we drew our winner for the, uh, dead pair golf cart giveaway and he was there. So, um, that was really cool. He was super excited, Sean. I mean, he was cruising that thing around all night long and the next day. So he was super excited about that. Um, yeah. And, and kids and clays is arranging to have that delivered. Uh, I think he lives in Maryland, if I wasn't mistaken. I think he was from originally from Maryland, but he was there on the patio when we gave it away and we were able to raise just North of, I think it was $13,000. Yeah. So yeah, that's a chunk of change. So great, great amount of money. Thank you for all the support for the people that bought raffle tickets. Yes. Uh, all that money went to a fantastic cause. Yeah, and uh, kids and Clay's Ronald McDonald House is better off for it. Yep, absolutely. Uh, we and very big thank you to Brent for donating that golf cart. That was very gracious of him, and uh, we 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 were able to raise a lot of money for a really good cause. Sean Alley. Are we still sticking to the dead pair challenge? Take some one, at least one person a month shooting. Yep. I took care of my January and I don't know what excuses you made. So you're back one month. I am. My January is taken care (laughs) of. Um, February, I've been traveling here. So, and and the weather hasn't been really good at the beginning of of February in Ohio, but I got to make up one for February here. And then by the time this comes out, we'll be in March. So definitely got to keep the, uh, hammer down and keep people getting out there and, and introducing them to the sport and showing them what the great, uh, great stuff there is involved with this whole thing about shooting sporting clays. Absolutely. And look, I know it's in the outro music, but I cannot, Sean and I could not do what we do every week. We cannot thank them enough. The folks at elite shotguns, Fioki USA, um, you know, Atlas traps, rhino chokes, Odo pro technologies, RE Ranger, uh, Vero Beach Clay Shooting Sports, the lovely Miss Don Grant, um, and of course, did I say Score Chaser, Sean? If I didn't, not yet. If I didn't, then last but not least, uh, Score Chaser, uh, Sean Alley. Th- these people help us out a ton. Yep, they're what uh, makes it ha- possible for us to keep bringing this to you week after week, um, and uh, they are our main support for uh, financially keeping this thing moving along because it is not inexpensive as everybody knows to travel to all these shoots give you the coverage give you all the lowdown and dirties on all the stuff that's going on uh and this is how we meet and greet everybody yeah. man this is this has always been a treat for us to go around and meet the people that listen to our show and and uh you know especially for you know gosh i don't know it's countless man we've met so many great people and made so many good friendships and relationships over the last few years um, it's mind blowing. Yeah. So if you do take someone new out shooting and they really, you know, they get bit by the sport and clay bug, introduce them to this podcast, introduce them to our sponsors because they have wonderful products. They won't be spending money yep. in the wrong direction. And then if they really, really, really like the bug, we hope that they sign up at the NSCA and start shooting some registered targets. Um, Heck you yeah. know, I mean, this is what it's all about. So, um, we're going to keep pushing and we're going to keep bringing you folks the best that we can every week. Um, I mean, I don't know how much educational these interviews will be for everybody this week, but you know, I tried to dig into to Brandon a little bit and try to dig into John a little bit and get what I could out of these shooters for you guys. And I know Sean asked some really good questions to both Derek mine and Abel Spire. I mean, so, you know, hopefully you guys are getting something out of this every week. Uh, that's not just, this isn't just an entertainment value thing. It's, it's to try and help everybody. Yep. Absolutely. So 
Sean Alley, what do we talk about every week? Take somebody new shooting. I mean, that's a no-brainer. That's what our whole podcast is built upon. Take them out there to the range, let them bust some clays, watch a smile form on their face, and they'll be hooked for life. Absolutely. Well, listen, we've ran long, Sean, so we got to skedaddle. So until next week, Mr. Large and in charge. We shall see you all back here on the Dead Pair Podcast. We'll see you next time on the Dead Pair Podcast. The Dead Pair. The Dead Pair Podcast is brought to you by Elite Shotguns and Vero Beach Clay Shooting and is fueled by Fioki USA. The Dead Pair theme song was written, arranged, and produced by Toby Tomplay. Special thanks to the following sponsors. Rhino, Odo Pro, Don Grant, Atlas Trap Company, and R.E. Ranger. <laughs>